The second reading is taken from Luke 4, verses 14 to 21, and I'm reading from the message. Jesus returned to Galilee, powerful in the spirit. News that he was back spread throughout the countryside. He taught in their meeting places to everyone's acclaim and pleasure. He came to Nazareth where he'd been raised. As he always did on the Sabbath, he went to the meeting place. When he stood up to read, he was handed the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And rolling the scroll, he found the place where it was written, God's spirit is on me. He's chosen me to preach the message of good news to the poor, sent me to announce pardon to prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the burden and battered free, to announce this is God's time to shine. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the assistant and sat down. Every eye in the place was on him, intent. Then he started in, you've just heard scripture to make history. It came true just now in this place. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. It just came true now in this place. Now, this moment, what an extraordinary moment that must have been. That synagogue where Jesus was known, and yet that moment where he reads those words from Isaiah and says, these aren't dusty ancient words, these are for now. This is what I'm about. Well, for the United Reformed Church, this year is seen as a jubilee year, a year when we want God's time to shine. And the church does that in funny ways. I came home from the minister's gathering with a pair of anniversary socks with the fish logo on and in October, I promise I will wear them with, with pride uh, as part of our anniversary. There's all kinds of anniversary products that the URC is producing, including soap. I'm not quite sure the significance, but, well, this afternoon, a number of us are going to other faith centres, and I know water and washing is very significant within people of many religion, religious faiths. So maybe the soap will remind us of the cleansing spirit of Jesus. But Jesus gives his agenda in this moment in Galilee, in that synagogue. A very particular place, a very particular moment. But he says, the Spirit of God is on me. He's chosen me to preach the message of good news to the poor, to announce pardon and recovery of sight and setting the burdened and battered free, liberation. This is God's time 
to shine. Sometimes the church has closed the doors and not allowed that light to shine in the community around, has kept back that good news from those who are struggling financially in so many different ways, struggling spiritually, struggling with health and anxiety and uncertainty for the future. Good news can't just be words, it has to be actions. And that's how Jesus lived out the agenda. He wasn't just about standing up in a synagogue and saying words. He went out and did it. And it caused controversy. That story ends with Jesus being turned out of the synagogue and a crowd attempting to stone him. But he walks past and walks free. This is God's time to shine. During this 50 years, there's been moments of great insight and great excitement within the church's life. There have been moments of great division and discouragement and despair. But Jubilee, time for a fresh start, time to allow God to shine. This is God's time to shine. Because it's not just God, it's God shining through Jesus. It's God shining through the followers of Jesus. It's God shining through anyone in which the Spirit is at work. And we need to open our eyes to how that light is shining in unexpected places, in people of very different ideas and backgrounds, people who don't even use the word God, but may shine with God's light. And we want the Lord to do that for us in the days ahead as we prepare for our church meeting now online because of the hot temperatures, our church meeting on Tuesday when we'll think about our vision and the proposals from the vision group. And I don't want to go into those proposals, but just remind you of some of the thinking behind those proposals. And five key words, key themes that at the centre of our life is worship and Christian discipleship, that we try to clo stay close to Jesus. That above all, we're outward looking as a church family. We don't get closed into some kind of inward looking social club, but we look out and we communicate that message of good news that Jesus was about that we focus, that we focus on the resources that we have, not the resources that we don't have, and those resources of finance and people and buildings and the location we have. And then 
we work in partnership. Our partnership with other Christians and churches in this area and with other organisations. And finally, from the, the vision group was the theme that we start small, that we crawl and then walk and then run, that we don't try to go too big. We're a small church family, but let's do something rather than be paralysed by the task itself. Keep the vision big, but start small. There's a vision, and it's growing for our church, but key also alongside that vision is resources. We have to make that vision real, and that involves people and money and even buildings too. So let's quietly offer our gifts. We offer our communication through website and magazine. We offer our collecting for One Can and other charities. We offer the gifts in the bowls and in the standing orders. We offer our hands for God's work. So let's sing that second verse. Open my hands, Lord. We'll remain sitting as a prayer. <laughs>